everybody. I'm Gary Ebersol. Richard Kipling here. And I'm Randy Schultz. Welcome to Camp Codger, a podcast for people in their golden years. Join us to hear rocking chair wisdom from three old guys. Just imagine seven days of party time. That's how one Florida retirement community resident described her daily life in a large seniors-only development. Today, there are hundreds of seniors-only communities, and we're going to discuss whether such a life might or might not be a fit for codgers like ourselves. Gary, before we start on today's topic, I think we've got a codger moment from you. You know, I've been in denial. I've pretended that I don't have codger moments. I can usually convince myself that I'm doing okay. Older now, but I'm not having those codger moments. I had a codger moment the other day. The backstory is we've got this hot tub in our backyard and every few months I drain it and clean it, fill it with water and start and restart the heater going and we got a nice clean hot tub. Well, a couple of days ago, I was in the process of cleaning it. All good to go. I started filling it up and it takes a while to fill it. It's a, it's a big tub. And so I just kind of jam the hose in there and it starts filling up. And then I go in, into my office and do something. And I went back out to the hot tub and checked it out and see where it was at. And it was getting close. And when it gets close, I like to kind of watch it because I don't want to overfill it. So I'm standing there watching it fill up. And it probably had another five, seven minutes to go before it filled up. And I get a phone call. And I look at it and it turned out it was a call from somebody I really, really wanted to talk to. I take my phone, run back into my office, sit down and have this phone call. And it was a really good call. It was exactly what I'd been hoping for in terms of this connecting with this guy. I think we almost talked for 15 minutes. And when I finished the call, it was such a great conversation. I immediately sent you guys a note and mentioned who I talked to and what had happened. And I pretty much am back engaged in what I was doing in my office. And after about a couple of minutes, I'm sitting there saying, oh, no. I left the water running, <laughs> dash out of my office, run around the corner, and the water is just flowing out of the hot tub. And the ground was soaked around it. I, I must have built close to 50 gallons of water because I was oh. so happy about my phone conversation. So do tell, do tell, who was this person that caused you to have this codger moment? This was the business editor from the Santa Fe New Mexican, and he wanted to talk to us about Camp Codger, what we were doing, why we were doing it. And I was really, I love talking about Camp Codger. It's fun. It's, it's what we do for, for entertainment and something we really enjoy doing. And I enjoy talking about it. So I was really quite pleased. It was great news until I discovered. Until your hot tub runneth over. Really runneth over. <laughs> oh, my. So oh that, my. Was my, that was my codger moment. I think I've joined the rest of my cohort in having codger moments. You can be Welcome. proud of the fact it was picture perfect as a codger moment. Let's get back to today's topic, folks. From golf clubs to book clubs, from bocce ball to pickleball, from party time, as I mentioned before, to a five-minute walk to symphony or opera. Senior communities where seniordom starts a lot younger than I am, starts at 55 years of age, they advertise that they offer it all. These communities are sprinkled all across the country with a particular emphasis on the warm sunbelt. Today, we're going to talk about whether we could see ourselves in such a community between now and the end of the decade, experts expect 10,000 baby boomers to reach retirement age 
each day. By 2040, the U.S. will be home to 80 million residents over 65. So for all of you trying to figure out where and how to spend those golden years, we've got lots to talk about. Randy, did it ever cross your mind the last decade to uh, suss out senior communities and see if they were right for you? Well, I've thought about it. I'm, I'm not ready for it. But Patty and I have actually toured one of the active senior communities, and we, we walked through a couple of the model homes, and we talked to the salespeople. It was a 55-plus community, but that's pretty much the only thing about it that made it sort of retirement. The houses were small, downsized models, very nice but we weren't ready to move in a place like that because we didn't want to have to think of ourselves as old yet. Oh, that's good. <laughs> that's really good. I mean, that's really the, that's the truth. One of the things that we heard while we were there was that there are some stipulations about how long you can have a younger than 55 person living in your house in that neighborhood. And that kind of scared us away. What if one of our grandkids wanted to spend the summer with us? Would that be okay? We just weren't ready to go in that direction at the, at that time. Richard? Okay. As per our last session on birthdays, I've been hiding my age for two decades. It never hit my mind. Allison and I have never really discussed it, but we've certainly observed it. And we have a number of age peer friends who live in such communities. There's a very high-end one here in Altadena. We're just not ready to even ponder that yet. The only time that it really interests me is in January. Santa Fe is a nice town. New Mexico is a nice is a nice state. We get lots of blue skies, but it gets cold. It was actually mm -hmm. cold this morning. It was 21 degrees out. We're into winter. And after a couple of months of this, the thrill of going skiing 40 minutes away kind of wears off. And I'm thinking, I just want to get up in the morning and be warm. And then you start thinking about those articles you read in the newspaper about the villages in Florida or yes. the classic Sun City or Latitude Margaritaville. And then you think about the golf carts and you're thinking, yes, yes, I want to be in a nice warm place in Florida in my shorts driving a golf cart, all decked out with the best <laughs> wheels and the fancy top. Oh, man, I'm, I'm thinking golf cart. I want a golf cart. <laughs> so it's, it's not retirement community for you. You're just turning into a snowbird. You yeah, just don't want to be cold can, oh, anymore. that's good. Well, well I, it, I hear you. I'm tired of being cold too. That's why I'm I'm spending more time in uh, Arizona now, just mm -hmm. to get away from the Colorado snow. I like being around people of different ages, and I'm not just talking about grandkids. I'm talking about young adults, middle-aged adults, people who aren't post 55. I think it just makes for a much more vibrant, full life. And for that reason alone, I would not want to go to a community that was only people who were my age or around my age. You know, I happen to have toured an active living community here in Colorado Springs this last week in preparation for talking about this type of community. I was really impressed. The community was called Revel Province. It's a company that has about a dozen active living retirement centers in the Western U.S. And it just so happens they've got one in my hometown. So I went over there. I talked to a nice lady named Lisa who walked me around the place. And 
I really got a good sense for what it is they're offering. It's a relatively new facility. It's got lots of resort amenities. It's got an indoor heated swimming pool that you can use year-round in Colorado. All the apartments are, are new with granite countertops, and it looks wonderful. The dining room looks like a hotel restaurant. There's a bar and a social room upstairs. You start checking off all the things that this place offers, and I I said to myself, I could see myself considering living here maybe in five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. I'm not there yet. The average age of the resident was 77 or 78 years old. I I met a gentleman who was 97 years old who lived there. A World War II veteran. He was introduced to me as, this is our youngest resident. (laughs) (laughs) But it was really sweet. I mean, great old guy. So anyway, I was very impressed. And by the way, if you tour one of these places, Revel Province, say that Camp Codger sent you there. We might even get a referral fee. How about that? <laughs> I was I was impressed, and it, I thought they represented this kind of living really well. What's, I would step back a little bit and think about alternatives. Am I ready to start thinking about it? Every time I go out in my garage and realize some poor person's going to have to clean this up if I'm not able to do it, and then I get motivated. I say, I've got to do this, and it's all kind of an anticipation of this downsizing you know you're going to downsize. Hopefully, you're in in control. And I think one of the interesting things when we talk about making these major life changes, can you do it while you're still capable of making the decision, executing the decision, and then enjoying your decision? Or do you get rushed Mm -hmm. into it at the last minute? And then suddenly just everything falls apart. And I know we have all had family situations where the latter is the norm. Suddenly, we have to make a change. The issue for me is understanding that there will be a change someday and then being in control of that change and handling mm-hmm. the transition. Well, Gary, I've been but, to your house and I, you know, <laughs> I, I walked through it before it was finished. You've already done some some um, purging. You think that you have to do this from scratch? You are so far along the path yeah. toward, you know, getting rid of clutter. He can get his car in the garage. I know. I'm telling you, big deal, right? <laughs> that, Most that Americans is, cannot get their no, car in the garage. That's that's true. I guess I have this fear of becoming a hoarder. Yeah. <laughs> am, am I really keeping this stuff because someday I will use something that I know I'll never use this thing ever again? Right. I'm looking at an electronics rework called a rework station for doing electronics. Hasn't been plugged in for three years. Won't get plugged in for another three years. But it sits there gathering dust and looking delightfully techy. I love my techy stuff. <laughs> Richard, did, did you look into the whole um, Jimmy Buffett, Margaritaville thing in terms of what, what the living experience there would be? Well, it's seven days a week of party time. A is, lot is of it- these communities are based on leisure. And are based on active leisure. So they have one of the communities advertised it has three golf courses, three golf courses, Sons. four or five clubhouses and restaurants and bars, tennis courts and bocce ball courts and paddle pickleball. Don't forget pickleball. It's, pickle all, ball. There. it's, <laughs> it's all there. It's all there. It's nonstop. 
you walk down the block to your tennis court. You don't get in your car and go across town to the tennis court and wait. You walk down the block. That is a that. It sounds that, pretty I think, good to me, Richard. Comer. Exactly. That's what you I'm know saying. what? That sounds pretty good to me too. And you, Randy, you commented on the swimming pool at the place you toured, right? Right. Absolutely. I want to. I want to go back to the fun stuff. You yeah. know, the Margaritaville, <laughs> the the villages, even Sun City. Those things are marketed largely as having a full time vacation, having access to resort amenities. It's hard for any of us, I think to sit here and say, you know, that doesn't appeal to me at all. It's like, wait a second, I want to be on vacation <laughs> all the time, <laughs> right? Yeah, I, I think we're being a little snobbish. I really do. And we I think are. Part well, of it has to do, we, we, we're serious people and we're doing serious stuff into our old age. And in reality is, we're not doing serious stuff anymore. I mean, Randy, you're still working, so you're you're doing something serious. The rest of us are just playing. We're playing with different things. I wouldn't be surprised at some point, and I don't know when, and I haven't even discussed this with B, is we might say, we got to get to someplace warm and the living is easy and the space is small because I don't want to shovel snow ever again for the rest of my life. Yeah. And that may happen. <laughs> but when I when I toured that uh, Revel Province facility, I asked about friendships. I asked about how do people who live here make new friends? How do they get to know each other? And, and the answer was very clear. It's like the, the kind of person who lives here, who moves here, doesn't want to sit in their, in their apartment all day long. Right. They're much more social. There's all kinds of activities. If you come down for lunch in the in the dining room, you don't sit by yourself. If there's an open chair at a table, you join that group. So the community factor is a really big deal in any of these communities. Any of these choices revolve around human contact as much as anything else. Mm. I can see right now that Gary's, uh, he's off to the side packing his bags to get ready to move <laughs> into one of these places. He's already torn that <laughs> electronics off the shelf it's gone in the dumpster. He's going to head out the door in a few minutes to party seven days a week. Seriously, in the bottom line, Randy, you kind of answered this for five years from now, but bottom line, what are the main reasons you would consider moving to such a community? And what are the reasons you would consider not moving to such a community? Mm -hmm. Well, let me answer, answer it by listing the positives, and you mm -hmm. can see where I'm going with this. I like the community idea. I like the, essentially having neighbors that you see in close proximity so that there's there's a certain social factor. I like that a lot. With Gary's comment earlier about uh, shoveling snow in, in Santa Fe, mm. I would choose a location in a warmer climate. If I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it in a warmer climate. That's just me. And I'm going to do it where there are some so-called resort amenities because that's just fun, you know? An on-site restaurant, an on-site bar and social place, a swimming pool, maybe a tennis court, maybe a pickleball court, access to activities. That would be a big part of why I would choose that. You've kind of given my litany too. That would be the reason is as long as I'm able, those are attractive. All the Outdoor athletic recreational facilities are really attractive to me when they're close by and not a car ride away, but a, a step away. That would mm -hmm. do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Gary? 
I would never say never. One of the things I've become as I've gotten older, particularly with my wife B, is a more social person. It was work, go home, be by myself, hang out with the family, but not very social. And as I've been getting older, I've become much more social. I actually kind of like people sometimes. Amazing. <laughs> 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 Gee, thanks, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> For, listen, coming from me, that's a real stretch. There is a community near Oberlin College in Ohio, out near Cleveland. That's the cold belt for sure that has been in existence for many, many years and is quite successful. And it draws people who want access to culture and they have a relationship with the college. So they can go to classes and, and they work with some young people, college students to help them in X or Y. A different set of priorities, a different set of values and a different set of uh, things they hold dear like cold weather doesn't bother them where it bothers the rest of us. Well, somebody else is, somebody else is shoveling the snow. That's the good exactly. news well, moving into a community like that. Actually, Gary, the idea of affiliating housing, senior housing with universities is actually a- It's a pretty a, interesting idea. Well, it's growing. It, this, yeah. There's senior housing in Phoenix, I think, that is affiliated with a local university. Oh, really? So yeah. you get to be around younger people. All right. Well, look, what, wherever you're living now, whatever your plans uh, uh, might be for uh, living out the rest of your golden years- we hope we've offered up at least a few insights for you to choose the right course. We would dearly love to hear your thoughts about senior communities, and we'll be sure to share them with other campers in future broadcasts. In our next episode, we take another trip down memory lane. On this flash from the past journey, we dig into a favorite grumpy old boomer assertion. Our music was so much better than what passes for music today. Join us as we reminisce about our favorite bands and performers from the 60s. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, sign up at campcodger.com to receive email updates about new episodes. As always, we would be delighted if you left a comment below. You can also join the fun by checking out Camper Corner on our website.